0: This is the Radio Chelmsford podcast, all about Chelmsford.
1: Get involved, comment, like, and share. Hi there, I'm Mark Grantham. Welcome to the new season of the Radio Chelmsford podcast. Thank you so much for all the kind comments that you've been making. Please rate that podcast and leave any comments whilst you're there. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to get notifications of when the next episode lands. On this podcast, I chat with Steve Koch from Click It Local as they launch their new online delivery service supporting local independent businesses in Chelmsford.
0: You could order, you know, your croissants from the bakery. You could order um, some plants. You could order from all different types of retailers.
1: Georgie T catches up with Jade Helliwell with her new song, If I Were You
2: i've
0: got a
3: song that i've written um, that i love i think it really suits you do you want to listen to it so i'm already a huge
2: fan so straight away i knew i was gonna love it
1: and i caught up with Gemma hall from dance projections
2: over 120,000 children who audition for places to compete and that's all around the world
1: but first at the start of april click it local launched its new service in shompson steve kosh told us all about it so click it local is really all about
0: working with independents, really to you know allow them to compete with larger online retailers, and really provide you know customers across all of Chelmsford and actually all of Essex um, the ability to order from multiple local independent retailers across the district and get one consolidated same day delivery.
1: Uh, give me an example, then. Uh, which store in Chelmsford has uh, signed up for the service? Yeah, I
0: mean, absolutely. You know, so we've got various kind of types of fashion. Bakery stores—a complete mix. We've got about thirty-seven retailers currently um, on board, with with a few more um, obviously signing up over the kind of coming week or so. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, you know, you, you could order, you know, your croissants from the bakery. You could order um, some plants. You could order from all different types of retailers. Um, and we will essentially go out there, collect it from you from those multiple shops, bring it together, and uh, deliver it to you on the, the, the same day. That's essentially how it works.
1: We're, we're still buying from the independent retailer. It's just that you're doing the, the collection and the delivery is that it's right
0: exactly that so yeah you're still absolutely buying from all those um, great independent businesses and, and supporting them but we're keeping it really simple so that you know we do that the delivery and logistics side for the retailers and then also make it super simple for people to shop local more regularly and easier
1: and in, in the time where we're at um Independent businesses and independent retailers are in such need for this type of uh, service, order Thoughts?
0: Yeah, they they absolutely are. I mean, I, th- I think that you know what's happened. You know, certainly pre COVID, I think there was already a challenge for high streets to compete and provide convenience. Um, what COVID has done is arguably kind of sped up that process and customer behaviour of. You know, moving online and expectation of convenience. So it's even more important for them to be able to provide it. So it, it really is essential, you know, throughout COVID, but also post COVID in, in a slightly different behavioral shopper mindset
1: and have you had success with this type of thing in other places yeah so we so we launched
0: it uh, we, we launched it local um about 11 months ago in in cambridge to start with we're in about um 20 20 different locations um a- across the uk and obviously we're pleased to be launching across ethics in in the coming weeks um so yeah it's worked really well it's worked well for independents, and you know shoppers have been really loyal and we've got a great repeat customer base so it shows people really really like the service
1: and if someone was um running um, an independent business right now and thinking I-, I could do with some of this how can they kind of get involved how can they join
0: yeah i mean absolutely so you know visit the website so it's uk for shoppers or for stores um, and if you're a store you know scroll to the bottom you'll be able to sign up directly or you can get in contact with us and we will help you sign up and through the process for
1: consumers they're just going to their usual stores website or whatever to make their purchase
0: yeah so it no, so for customers, they basically go to uk. they'll put in their postcode or address or location, uh-huh. and it will bring up all the stores and products available in their area, and they can start shopping on the site, they add everything to the basket, and they pay in one go. So it's really simple from a shopper point of view, and then you'll get your delivery. Okay, so
1: people are shopping with you necessarily, and then you, are, you have commercial arrangements then with these independent retailers?
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Exactly that, yeah. So it's essentially like a marketplace um, where everybody can shop, but all on one website.
1: Gotcha. So you're, you're almost like a local Amazon. Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: exactly, it's a really good analogy. You know, we are structured in a way that works like Amazon, but for independence And that is really why it empowers those independents to compete with the likes of Amazon because we are offering a really similar structure and process for shoppers and for stores. And that
1: website again is clickitlocal.co.uk. That's absolutely Chelmsford Focus is our
0: feature that runs throughout the day on Radio Chelmsford to promote local events and give not-for-profit organisations the opportunity to talk about their groups and encourage people to join and participate. If you would like to showcase your event or not-for-profit organisation for free, visit radiochelmsford.com, where you will find further information on how to do this under the local pages. Radio Chelmsford, supporting
1: the local community. I'm Mark Grantham. You can join me for breakfast this weekend, Radio Chelmsford with the latest news, sports and guests with Chelmsford's biggest hits. And still to come on the podcast, I'll be talking to Gemma Hall from Dance Projections for their forthcoming dance championships. But first, Georgie T talks with country artist Jade Halliwell. Uh-huh
4: thanks for having me you're very welcome so can you tell us a little bit about this single where did you get the um well I say where did you get the inspiration you actually this has been written for you by other people hasn't it tell us about that process I mean how do you come
3: about somebody else's song so this one was written by um Laura Oaks, who I'm a huge fan of yeah Um, she wrote it out in Nashville. I think she it was three years ago now with Joe Fox and Libby Jean. And um she's also a good friend of mine. So I was actually just chatting to her at a festival and she said, oh, I've got a song that I've written um, that I love, but it's just not really like, it wasn't really her vibe, not something she was looking to release. She was like, and I think it really suit you. Do you want to listen to it? So I'm already a huge fan. So straight away, I knew I was going to love it before yeah. I heard it. And then she sent it over and I just loved it. It felt like, she'd written it for me like it fit with my sort of sound that yeah. well so i was like i would absolutely love to record it and release it as a single and got okayed from the other writers and then yeah started the process um recording i use um rob robert gulston from the banger yeah. hanger down down your way in it yeah
4: well he he actually they co-hosted the show a couple of weeks ago oh, um wow.
3: so yeah so i always record at the banger hanger so uh with us being in lockdown It was a little bit of a sort of bounce back and forth of sending things down to him and he'd send stuff back. Um, And then we did actually book in at one point to come in November, but lockdown happened again, so we couldn't come. But no, it's really been exciting. I've never released something that I've not written myself. Mm -hmm. So it's been a different experience, but definitely a fun one.
4: And have you ever written songs for somebody else?
3: I've only had... So I've written with a lot of people for them. So far... Most most of them, when they're going to get released, I'm a bit greedy, I think. And I'm like, can I release this one? <laughs> um, but I've written, yeah, I've written with the view of some people to release. But as of yet, they've not been released. Uh, but maybe in the future.
4: Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, and so how has this release differed from a, a release in normal times, in inverted commas? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. um, so usually I obviously would go around different uh, radio stations playing live sessions um, and obviously live shows and being able to promote the single at the shows or do a single launch um, so that's been very different to have to promote purely from home but mm-hmm. um, this is the third single I've released since lockdown started last March now so I think I've adapted a little bit to yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's been great and it's been a different sort of, um, plug, uh, again, with me not writing this one. Um, a lot of the times in interviews and in the press release, I talk a lot about my inspiration behind the song and why I wrote it, but that's not something I, I can talk about this time. So yeah. it has been different. Than, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great.
4: So obviously your, your other releases, um, you released The Moment back in May 2020 and Telephone in December 2020. Um, are these all going to be coming from or are they going to be going for an EP or an album? You know, will, will that come later in the year?
3: Um, I mean, at the moment, I've got no plans to put those together on an EP. I would like to do another EP, but it'd be all new songs rather than the ones that have already been released um yeah. the only sort of ep i'd put them on i have one at the moment called used to be single um and that one's got i think the moment's actually on there <laughs> um so that one's just like a, a collection of singles that are released over the wow. course of a year or so um so i would probably look to do something like that again and just sell them at live shows when we can get out and play which oh, i is looking like it's going to be pretty soon fingers yeah crossed, fingers crossed um crossed. But, and then new music for a new ep yeah
4: great so, Jade, you found fame with a kind of viral video of you singing on a night out. Was that a pivotal moment for you in your music career? Because am I right in thinking you were a teacher before that?
3: I was a teaching assistant uh, oh, yeah, in a primary school, yeah. Um Yeah, I, I would say it was. It, and it was strange because, I mean, the video, it, for people who haven't seen it, I was... Basically drunk on a night out with my friends for a birthday. And I uh, got chatting to a busker and he's saying, join me on a song. I didn't really know the song. It was very high. I got the words wrong. But weirdly, that's the thing that sort of caught people's attention. And, um, it sort of gave me that final push because I was so busy with interviews and I traveled into London back quite a bit. Working in the school, I couldn't take time off because obviously you can only only be off in term time, um, like the, the holidays. So I was having to get special requests for time off and we were coming up to like some holidays starting and then made a decision to hand my notice in and go full time in music. So I think maybe without that video and Been so overwhelmed with like having to do meetings and interviews and stuff. Maybe I wouldn't have taken the plunge into going full time at that moment. I would have probably at least seen the school year out. But as it happened, I finished and drove directly to Buckland Boots and played that weekend. So yeah, it was a good way to to
4: see it. Absolutely. Well, I think everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? And how have you how have you found the journey in music? Because obviously, I'm not involved in the sort of um, cut and thrust of releasing songs and being an artist how how difficult is that
3: um i think it's difficult in a sense of um music i think is so it's a good and bad thing it's so accessible now there's so much music every day you could listen to hundreds of new releases across loads of different genres so it's very competitive to to get your voice heard but it is very enjoyable. I love putting out new music and it's very nerve wracking leading up to a release day and I'm always like, Oh, why do I do this to myself? And I can't yeah. sleep through the night before, but then I do love it, like watching people's reaction to like something you've created. I just I don't think you can really put into words how that feels. It's the same sort of being on stage and, and seeing people enjoying your performance as much as you enjoy doing it. So it's stressful and it's difficult, but it is a hundred percent worth doing. <laughs> Brilliant. And so you've you've slightly
4: touched on this already um, and it's connecting with people and it's being accessible to people. You've done amazing things with your live stream over the last
3: 12 months. How have you found that? That must have started off pretty difficult. Yeah, I know on the first one, it was so bizarre just like looking into the little camera on my laptop and thinking, like, is anyone going to be the other side? And you'd see people joining and the reaction from the off was like, really surprising but it was it was strange to like finish a song and just have silence in the room but then we've just we've kept at it every single week and now i think when i finally get in front of a real audience and and hear applause i'm gonna be like i'm so surprising because <laughs> i'm used to the dead silence yeah. uh, so it was a strange start but it's definitely another thing that i've just adapted to and um Yeah, sort of gone with. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about the Jade Brigade,
4: because they're now, I think, your biggest fans, aren't they? And they do weekly competitions and things like that.
3: Yeah, it's amazing. So the Jade Brigade was created sort of through the summertime um, from Maggie Cole's set up on Facebook after seeing sort of the community that was there through the live streams and how... So it's great for me that people tune in and watch uh, myself and Luke play and request songs, but it's also great for me to see how they react with each other in the comments. And a lot of these people have never actually met in person mm. yet. And it's, it's lockdown and live streams that have brought us all together. So the J Brigade is amazing to see. And they're, they're so supportive. Like the minute I put any merch on sale, they buy it like it sells out like immediately and they buy tickets for gigs and they just we're all like myself and the people in the brigade are all just so excited to actually get out to real shows and meet in person. Cause we were joking of day saying, we actually only know each other through like your little profile pictures. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I <laughs> wonder what people look like actually in real life, if you're gonna recognise them.
3: <laughs> so what are your plans
4: for the rest of twenty twenty one? Have you got some live shows? Well, I know you've got some live shows booked in. When do they sort of kick off?
3: Yeah, so we've got some stuff um, coming up that I won't wait to announce. So hopefully that'll all be announced pretty soon. But um, other than that, I've just been announced as playing at Buckle & Boots Country Festival. That's yep. on the last weekend in July. Uh, I'm going to be playing at The Long Road in September. And then myself and Kezia Gill are heading out on a co-headline tour that's been rearranged and rearranged due to lockdown. But fingers crossed it's going ahead in November. Uh, So that's up and down the country. And uh, it's almost sold out at quite a few venues. So if people do want to get tickets, should get them quickly.
4: (laughs) Brilliant. And where can people find you, find your music, join the J
3: Brigade's uh so if you just go to com, all my social media links are on there so you can find me on facebook instagram spotify tiktok although I'm, i don't know if i'm uh, a bit out of the age cap for that because i can't quite get my head around it <laughs> um, twitter and uh, all my music links are on there as well Brilliant. And
4: the Jade Brigade is a separate group on Facebook yeah, as well, isn't it? But
3: yes. Yeah. So if you just search for the Jade Brigade and then you get added into that. And like you said, they do so many fun competitions and Zoom parties and things like that on there as well.
4: Yeah. And your live streams, are, are they just on Facebook or are they on Instagram as yeah. well?
3: They're just on Facebook. So uh, Jade Hello well Music on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Brilliant.
4: Well, Jade, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, looking forward to seeing you actually live in person at some point this summer.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you very much for having me.
1: Georgie T talking to country artist Jade Halliwell. And you can catch Georgie every Sunday from four till seven on the Country Music Show on Radio Chelmsford. Finally, earlier this month, I caught up with Gemma Hall from Dance Projections as they had a team of dancers representing Team England. Yeah,
2: it is huge, yeah. So there was... um Over 120,000 children who audition um, for places to um, compete, and that's all around the world. So there's 60 countries that participate, um, including New Zealand, Australia, America, Denmark, you know, all over. Um, And we've managed to qualify with 60 kids attending um, with a mixture of solos, duets, trios, and group work as well. So
1: when is this happening and where?
2: Um, It's at the beginning of July, 2nd of July till the 10th. Um, It is planned to be in Spain, um, but with obviously... Um, the pandemic on at the moment whether that goes ahead in Spain um, we're unsure so um, they are in talks that they have a, um, con- a contingency plan and um, set up so that something will happen for the Dance World Cup as um, last year it was cancelled completely and um, so we were meant to be taking part in 2020 um, and they have moved that to this year so that they are doing um, 2020 and
1: 2021 at the same time. Wow so that's an awful lot of dancing to get through Um, (laughs) so at least those um competitors from last year can still get their their opportunity
2: yeah Um, exactly yeah
1: so during this pandemic then, how have you been preparing for these competitions?
2: Um, so from March last year, we went straight on to Zoom um, and Zoomed all the way um, to the summer holidays. Um, and then over the summer, with the restrictions being lifted, we were able to have um, our um, kids in to make up the new dances um, that would be competing this year. And then um, we were back in the studios from September um, then the restrictions hit again. So we were back on Zoom. (laughs) Um, But thankfully, um, we managed to get the filming in um, because all the auditions were done um, by video um, this year sent off and adjudicated we managed to get those all filmed um, in the studio rather than having to do it in their you know, in their lounges at home and sending it off Mm. Um, so we were quite lucky that way um, and sent them off and then um, 28 pieces through so we were really pleased
1: Now I'm imagining taking 60 dancers hopefully, fingers crossed, out to (laughs) Spain is not going to be a cheap affair for anybody No,
2: indeed it's not No, we've uh, we've had a, a look at how we're going to get there. There isn't actually direct flights to where we need to be in Spain. Um, So um, my business partner, Heidi, had a good idea that perhaps we would get a coach. Um, So we've had some quotes on that and we're looking at about 10,000 just to, um, you know, get there Mm. um, and have the coach there the whole time. So um, we're still looking into that. Obviously we don't want to go ahead and book anything and then, find out that we're not going to Spain and it is going to be in the UK somewhere. So it's still all up in the air, but 10 grand is a lot of uh, money to be thinking about um, just getting there without the accommodation and the entry fees into the competition, um, costumes. The England kit is about a hundred pounds per per student as well. Wow,
1: so yeah, not a cheap affair at all. And then no,
2: it's not.
1: I, I hope you guys will. So if someone, if you you're asking for um, support and appeal, whether it be business sponsorship, maybe or just yeah. donations, how can people support this effort?
2: Um, so we have got a Just Giving page um, where people can. Um, log on and donate towards um, the team. Um, And that's uh, justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash dance uh, dash projection uh, dash World Cup. Um, So you can find us there. We are doing a few um, events um, where people can um, support us um, and that's all on our website, um, which is www.danceprojection.co.uk. Um, or follow us on Instagram and Facebook.
1: So all these dancers are, are a majority from the, the Chelmsford area. And yeah. if someone's interested in dance, and um, tell us about your your setup and how people can learn more about you.
2: So we've got a base in um, Riddle. Uh, we've got eight very qualified, amazing teachers and um, specialising in all different areas. Um, and we take students from two years old, um, and our oldest student at the moment is seventy five. Um, so we do a range of preschool classes and um, children's classes and adults. And that's from ballet, tap, modern, contemporary, fitness, musical theatre, stretch, gymnastics. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot on offer. There's about 160 classes over seven days a week.
1: That's great. Well, good luck for the competition. I I, I, I really hope that you kind of hit your fundraising goal and the website again was
2: Uh, www.danceprojection.co.uk Gemma thank
1: you so much for joining us good luck in the competition and do come back tell us how you get on we'll
2: be sure to do that thank you so much thank you
1: that's Gemma Hall from Dance Projections and since Gemma joined us they've been told that this year they'll be competing in the UK And that wraps up this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to get notifications for our next episode. And thank you very much for listening. Bye for now.